Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to the Dirtbag Culture Hour with T.C. Fleming and Jordan Richardson on 97.1 The Freak. Doing something slightly different this week. This is our, uh, our Wilco show. You're listening to Wilco right now. Jordan and I are going to be rolling through. Uh, we, this, is, uh, this is my pick from uh, the album AM, their first album. We're going to get to as many of their albums as we can in the next... I mean, at this point, we got an hour and a half left. I was going to say two hours. Yeah, but they've got a lot of albums, so it's a race against time. I don't think we're going to win the race. Nah, that's Not okay. Not at this pace. I we're don't in the talk second ab- segment. We're still in the first album. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Cruel Country anyway. <laughs> yeah, I just... Let it be known. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope that we get to Wilco the album, but I don't feel great about our chances. Let's see. Yeah, and I, I just don't want to rush it, you know? Yeah. That's why I didn't want to make this a segment. You know, I, I want to do definitely a whole show and, you know, possibly. I, this I might would, be a three-part series. Yeah, I'd like to do a week. Like, yeah, yeah whatever. Whatever. Catch us on Dry Dog. Yeah. <laughs> Only Wilco Radio. I think I think we could do it, and I think it'd be great. I think I'd have an awesome time. I'd have an awesome time. Um, but, yeah, this is uh, Casino Queen, as the man sang. Uh I like it a lot because I, I would go so far. Like it's not like they're a big riff heavy band. Sure, sure. That's not really what they're doing. So right. I, I would say this might be the best riff in the Wilco catalog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's something to that. It's a weird one too. When they do do riffs, it's weird. Like that chromatic movement. Meow, meow, meow. It's just kind of like nasty around the edges. Yeah. When it comes to a riff, this is like the most straightforward alternative rock yeah. stuff that they do. Yeah. And I like straightforward yeah. alternative rock. Yeah. So uh, I'm a big fan of this song. It's about uh, gambling. It's about a riverboat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> some of your favorite things. It's odd. Like, yeah. to have a song about a riverboat casino yeah. is really cool. It is pretty cool. Uh, and, like, you know, very much fitting with them. Like, there's plenty of times if you're talking about, like, casinos, it would be in, like, a how great I'm doing sort of way. This is like very sad. This is like, I spent the money that was supposed to go to like formula. Right. But like, it's it's like, and I had a good time yeah, doing it. Yeah. Like, it's not like overdoing the sad. Yeah. It's a great song. Early on, Tweety establishes himself as, a, as an anti-hero, sardonic and funny, or a lot of his characters are. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, in that great Steely Dan or Grateful Dead kind of way. And, uh, yeah, here's a guy who's about to get thrown into the Mississippi River because he, you know, he can't pay his bookie or whatever. 
They're uh, largely identified as a Chicago band, which is weird to me. Like, it's rare that you have something like so. They're they're from St. Louis, essentially. Like, yeah, they've lived in Illinois the entire time. Yeah, but uh, it was the Illinois suburbs of St. Louis. Yeah, that's and then for the entire band to your granite cities and whatnot. Yeah, I just I don't know. I like I I would I would it's if I lived in St. Louis, I would feel some rivalry with Chicago. And I would feel like, you know, I mean, like I, you know, I'm from Chicago. I was born there. So I think it's great. Right. They moved there. But I do look at it as like, I, I'm sure that there were people in St. Louis that were furious at the time. Maybe right? so. I know, I know most of the St. Louis people I know, I know them from college. So they left St. Louis to go to Texas. They either remained in Dallas, Fort Worth, or they went to Chicago. Yeah, it's so not I think, I think it's, on the upswing. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's a rivalry there, but I also think it's, an acknowledgement that it's the third largest city. Yeah, so you want to get away to a bigger city. Good, especially if you're a band, dude. There's nothing going on in St. Louis that will help you break out of there, except your broken windows in your van. Yeah, but they're not. I, you know, I mean, I guess at, the, at this point of their career, like as they're you know making uh, AM and being there, it's a little bit different. I mean, that's literally the start. And they're making these records in Texas, by the way. But they're not trying to break out, you know. Like, I mean, I've I've an anecdote we, uh, we uh, get to whenever we get to summer teeth. Warner, I think that you're dude. right. I think like there's some element of that, but like, I don't know. It was. I don't think that they ever. I mean, music was different in the '90s. Whenever this was, being yeah, made. this was that was a time where something like this could have been so much larger than someone starting today, right? But I, I also don't think that they were never like, you know, uh, what we're going to do is I'm trying to think of like comparable. Well, I don't think you move music. to a bigger city as a band because you think you're going to be you too. You move there to play bigger and better shows. And yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a level of breaking out in a sense. They've already been in a band that's traveled a lot and toured a lot too. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm glad I did. It's tremendously meaningful to me that, you know, all of their music is, is made in Chicago and the, you know, like, uh, cause at this point, you know, starting with, I mean, I, they did uh, a ghost is born was recorded in New York. Yes. See your sound. Yeah. In the, middle of the greatest of recording studios in the country. It, it sounds how like amazing it. must that be to like, walk through manhattan on the way to making your music it album. sounds so incredibly new yorky too i'd like to do it yeah uh, it's got a wood paneled neve like that's like carved and walter sear the owner was hanging out at the end of his life every day for the making of a ghost is born that's awesome yeah but yeah starting with um yankee hotel foxtrot's all in the loft there like little space I, yeah. I think that they did other stuff throughout yeah. chicago but like yeah that's where they start having the loft and most of the music made after that is loft based stuff yeah right right um which is cool uh and you know the the yankee hotel foxtrot album cover having chicago's marina towers on it is, yeah yeah just Gives me chills thinking about it. I love. You know, it. it was in the stars that they had to meet Barack Obama. <laughs> so they had to get Absolutely. to Chicago, buddy. Um, move on to being there. Yeah. What's uh, what do you got? Or do you, are you are you getting first pick on all these? Or are we doing snake draft? Can we do snake draft? Yeah, totally. Okay. 
Totally. Um, so I, I we, don't know. We also haven't discussed this. So if we pick the same song, we also came with a backup. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not just going to play the same song twice. Um, so I wanted to ask, and I, I should have uh, asked before this because now we're... So I, my pick is misunderstood, but I, I identify much stronger with the uh, kicking, kicking television, television version. Sure. Is it is it okay if I uh, play that instead Please. of the actual song on being Please. There? Okay, Please. Well, give me a second. I think to, it's a uh, fabulous representation. If they open up the a night, it's the Live in Chicago album, and they open up whichever night this particular recording is from with this iconic track from Being There called Misunderstood. In a lot of the Being There and uh, AM stuff, I got it like... I definitely started liking the band well after those albums were made yeah you know i mean i was in elementary school when am was made and i was not that precocious of an elementary school student <laughs> could <laughs> that, you imagine that'd be so i mean I, I had a friend i could imagine you you had an elementary school friend who was into wilco i don't know about wilco specifically but that would have not been out of the ordinary at all wild uh he's he's a cool guy he like, yeah, went on clearly. to make music himself <laughs> yeah 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 He's and like, like check dad, out uh, Exile, in Exile in Guyville by Liz Fair. I'm eight. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he had an opinion on that. Incredible. Uh, like the stuff I would listen to, uh, he'd be like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, and I thought, you know, I'm like. Just like Longview by Green Day? Like Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I remember him being like, you know, there's parts of it that are good, but boy, Bullet with Butterfly Wings grates on me. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, <laughs> we were literally in elementary school. Yeah, is he? In, it's it's what's is his name? Scott Pitchfork? <laughs> no, oh, no. Okay. Um, you you should meet. It's yeah. I mean, like most of the people I know in elementary school, we've uh, you know gone our our separate ways. I mean, it, I've seen him a couple times in the last several years. Very cool. Um, but uh, so it, it, it would. It's unlikely that uh, we'll all hang out together, but I think that would be a great time if we did. I hope he's way into Drake now. <laughs> who Just, knows? Dude. Who knows? I mean, that's kind of how it's got. Like, I feel like there's like people who at the time would have been described as music snobs. I, I think that they now, I think it's good that the way that like music conversation is gone, you do now talk about and admire drake if you're that kind of person oh completely yeah completely i, I think that's it's, correct in the 90s ways was wrong yeah 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 i think that's i think that's an accurate way to put it it's evolved just like anything else the conversation around music yeah has evolved to be it can it's not as snooty you can and i would argue mainstream music has in some ways gotten cooler because they express some of the same ideas that more underground music does yeah I do want to do some listening to these songs. I feel like we're mainly just kind of talking over them. Hey. But, uh, you, do you want to just uh, hey. you know, breathe for a bit? Hey, Terry, Terry, post post the uh, playlist on our website after the show. They can find it there. No, we don't have a Terry. We don't have a website. So maybe we should <laughs> let it play. <laughs> I don't know, man. Miss, I, I would just kind of want to keep talking about it and let people go find it. Go for it. Just, you know, not totally, but... Specifically, this version of Misunderstood is being played primarily by guys who didn't record it. 
Yeah. And I think it's pretty cool. To... Yeah, that, that, sorry, I don't mean, that was what I was starting to say oh, before yeah, I yeah. got sidetracked on my friend, <laughs> is that I came to all the, like, my hearing about these, hearing most of these songs was going to see live shows to hear the albums that I liked, and then hearing, you know, the, and I mean, this is like, the first time I saw them was 2009. So post-2009, yeah, it's all the guys playing it are, you know, like two of the guys that recorded it. Yeah, uh, and right. so they're they are like considerably reimagined, and I, you know, that's how I initially came to it. Sure. So I have a bias there, but I I think that like the, you know, if you hear these songs today, all the AM and being there stuff, I think they're a lot better. Right, absolutely. They have their own arrangements now. This song is, this song you could argue is more like this arrangement of this song is more in the canon of what the band is than that initial studio performance. I'd say. I feel so much more emotion in this. Yeah, like I this it it feels like a guy at the this part especially. Let's let we should let this play. Yeah, this is a guy a at the bit. edge of whatever is going on. Right, check this out, you guys. That's about it, right? <laughs> no, there's plenty more. We can uh, go back into conversation if you don't want to so wait it cool. out. Yeah, I love it. I lo- let's just highlight this. This is the only. Yeah. It's the only time in the afternoon we're going to highlight any of the music. I understand it's not the most popular. I understand why like this wouldn't be the biggest song in the world, but. This is very much what I'm into. Me a guy too, man. How many times you can say the word nothing? Like, yeah, it it's might, great. It might not be the biggest song in the world, but they're opening the show with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They know what the the people want it. Yeah, I if you're going my, to a Wilco show, I lose my mind every time. And I've oh, seen yeah. them do it half that length. I've seen them do it longer than that, and I've seen them do it that that part of the song it's shorter than that. And I'm like, are they? T- is it an off night? Yeah, I love it. it. Just adds to the show. Wondering, wondering where they're coming from. My uh, my most memorable, misunderstood uh, memory is uh, when they came here to play uh, McFarlane Auditorium. Yeah. Uh, at the end, they 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 just released like the big. Uh, it wasn't called Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. It was something else. Uh, you mean it was the, like the collection of B sides and rarities it's and the. The something of everything. The absolute. no, it's 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 the words Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. Oh, I see different. what you're saying. I think it's the uh, alternate title. Like, it's it's another one of the Yankee Hotel Foxtrot is the like army yes. signal code right. for the letters Y H F, like a uh, Alpha Bravo Charlie, yeah, kind of thing. And so it's like it's another one. It's like a different. I recall of what, you're, what you're talking about. But it, it was like their big collection of like. Uh, it, so they were kind of like going through like you know here's I some think more it's weird Gabba, stuff. Gabba hey. <laughs> no. hey <yo. laughs> um, but uh, or like you know like different takes on songs. So that was that was the big thing. Is just at the end of the show, like as their final encore, they stepped away from the amplifier. Like they, it wasn't amplified at all. It was them yeah. like on the edge of the stage Very with, cool. with like acoustics. Like a bluegrass band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and they and they played that. Incredible. It was what neat. a way to see that, man. Yeah, yeah. It was really neat. 
I didn't know they did that one. I uh, I picked for this, so we're way back on their second album still. <laughs> God, we love Wilco, guys. This might be two weeks of Wilco. Strap in or hit the unsubscribe button. <laughs> yeah, whichever. Your choice. Works for you. Uh, I picked uh, the song Kingpin from the album being there. Let's see if I can get that pulled yeah. up. Nice. You're doing an incredible job, TC. TC's board opping. He's engineering. He's being the host, the co-host. I'm just over here in shorts. (laughs) Man, Kingpin to me, I picked for a couple different reasons. It's a deeper cut. It's a great song. It's desperate, which you get a lot of desperation from Tweety. I just imagine him like, curled in half on a staircase outside of Winona Ryder's apartment begging to be let in at like yeah. four in the morning. Yeah. Playing this on a on a toy store acoustic guitar or something. But uh the song has LA vibes to me. Like Little Feet, great band of the seventies, Lowell George. Kind of LA funk meets their take on Americana, stuff that was born out of Graham Parsons, Flying Burrito Brothers. Uh, the Birds, one of Mike Reiner's favorites. Uh, yeah, this kind of speaks to the soulfulness and kind of the L.A. vibes of some of the earlier American music sounds that they nod to. And uh, additionally, this song has um, so a through line that a lot of Wilco songs have. It's about on the road, being on the road and the misadventures and the misanthropic things that kind of happen when you're on the road. So uh, the lyric... He says it right here. Diamond tap, spinal tap, city maps, hand claps. To me, that speaks about being on the road. Yeah, there you go. You got, you're going to be sick on the road. You're going to make spinal tap references because you're a band. So you're just going to joke. And it seems like spinal tap to be in a band. Mm-hmm. City maps, you know, there's no iPhones at this point. Hand yeah. claps. Like he described a day in the life of a touring band in that half verse to me that's great that's what i like to think about this song yeah i and then it just explodes ken coomer's crushing we miss him a little bit we love glenn kachi but we miss him we miss ken i don't want to say anything bad about ken nah not at all he's a sweet sweet guy i do like glenn a lot i love glenn i prefer glenn he's amazing as my bandmate sam anderson and dave matzer like to joke we love Glenn Kachi, but easy on the goat nails, bro. He's like always like tossing some goat nails on a cymbal or something. <laughs> I think it's great. Those guys are like, just hit the drum, man. Uh, what's a goat nail? So it's kind of used as a shaker. So you take goat nails from a goat, from actual cabrillo, <laughs> and dry out their dry out their toenails. I'm sure this is. I'm, just in, I'm sure it has its origins in Africa or Latin America, like a, a lot of auxiliary percussion instruments. You dry goat nails, you run like nylon or fishing wire through them, you bundle a lot of them together, and you kind of hold them in your hand and shake them like you're, like you're prepping pizza dough. And it kind of sounds like a maraca. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And you know, Glenn Kachi tries to bring that to popular music because he's a classically trained percussionist. Yeah, the, the whole part of the Tweety book about the crossover is it's very interesting. Like, uh, just, you know, he's basically um, 
Glenn was a good friend of Jim O'Rourke, yeah. who produced a lot of their albums. And Jim O'Rourke is very cool, and he looks a lot like Kurt Cobain when he puts on Buddy Holly glasses. I'll bet. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's another guy that lives in Chicago. Jeff describes in the book, Tweety, the lead singer. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to be so familiar. Um, I want to make this accessible to everyone. You know, like, obviously, this is somewhat a conversation for local enthusiasts, but I, I hope that everyone else can enjoy it, too. Yeah, hopefully um, you're hearing some of these sounds behind our nonstop chatter yeah that you want to check out and uh he uh talks about it that he just got like there was some like a music festival that was trying to like pair different people like they wanted like uh you know kind of like new people working together doing new things yeah which is a cool idea yeah. um and out of that came him playing with jim mm -hmm. and uh, uh glenn played a lot with jim and he has like a couple paragraphs in the book just talking about how it's just incredibly difficult to make music and it's incredibly or he doesn't even say it's like that difficult to make music it's difficult to like talk with people yes. and like explain yep. to them how he's like you're going to go insane if yep. you spend too many like hours too many minutes talking about like the the i want the da da da, da it's to be like a da da da, da. dude it's very true <laughs> yeah it's it's and it's it's uh it's elementary to do that it's the stuff that you do when you first form a band and the lead singer doesn't have any gear to carry but they have a lot of suggestions about how you play a drum beat i mean there's memes about it yeah so, yeah and yeah. He, he just you know uh said that that stuff sucks and it's not that Ken was ever bad about it, but just that with Glenn, he basically never had to. And that it right. was one of the like, you know, really amazing musical experiences of his life. So he's like, ah, this sucks, you know? Like, yeah. Because it's not like the guy is in any way bad. He's great. Sure. Talking about Ken. Of course. But, you know, am I going to not? I mean, you know, it's, it's uh, <laughs> like people, like uh, someone who... Uh, is in like a 30-year marriage that started from like a, a two-year marriage that they were in then. Yeah. And they were like, nah, yeah. I found out that I met the right person. Now. Yeah. They're like, what are you going to do, man? It's it's so much easier when you don't have to tell someone what to play. And Ken Coomer, as you've heard in these initial tunes, are, he's heavy-handed and the stuff that you hear later in their career, it, it comes from the type, it's going to have to come from a type of person who has more of a percussionist's touch. Yeah. So just to recap, what we're doing is talking about Wilco, playing their music, just discussing our, our love of them and the stories we've heard about them, things of that nature. Uh, we've gotten through being there now. We will uh, head on to Summer Teeth and then Yankee Hotel Foxtrot next on the Dirtbag Culture Hour on 97.1 The Freak. I'm TC Fleming. He's Jordan Richardson, and we hope you stick around. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.